You are right up my street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. Sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13. I remember we couldn't remember the word for table. This is your Welcome America, the podcast that explains what the bloody hell Brits are banging on about. In every episode, we translate British pop culture for America. And America pop culture for Britain. You're welcome. welcome. I... I... <laughs> oh, that was good. I am Ben. I'm Fraser. Fraser Light Razor. <laughs> Hi, babes. Hi, babes. I'm back. We're back. We're back. <laughs> we had a little brief hiatus. I was going to say hiatus. Oh, a little brief hiatus while Fraser was traveling. You're going to get to hear all about that. As ever in this podcast, you know how it works. We do a UK pop culture topic, work at the US equivalent, then we do a US pop culture topic and work at the UK equivalent. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm just sipping on a, uh, a flat... Uh, Fanta orange from last night that we got when we got home and had a little McDonald's. Well, let's get into it. We're doing it in reverse order. Can we? T- so we we did Pride events yesterday. We'll talk about Pride. We'll talk about what we went to see. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the meal we had at the end of the night. What what did you order? We had a, we had a lovely McDonald's back at my apartment. <laughs> had a six piece nugget meal. Mm-hmm. I think it was ten pieces. I don't want to lie. Ten piece nugget meal mm. with a, a lovely. Orange Fanta that I'm sipping on this morning. I had filet of fish, large fries, Coke, and a McFlurry. An M&M's McFlurry that went on forever. <laughs> I, like they've changed the, or maybe it's just America, just bigger. Because like McFlurries in the UK, I feel like we're always about that size. Yeah, you seem to have like a very long, you had almost like just a cup. Yeah, like a just... McDonald's cup filled with ice cream. Also, <laughs> didn't McFlurry spoons used to be the ones that you could suck through if I made that up? They weren't, you weren't meant to do that. It was oh. actually, it was so that they could fit it into the machine that stirred it. Hmm? Yeah, the, the spoon thing, it like slotted into a thing and then they put the McFlurry up into it and then that like stirred it. And then when, so when you pulled it out, the spoon was already like in it and it had been stirred. That's why it had the hole in it. That, I have... That whole thing about it being a straw, I think was a myth. I, <laughs> wait, when have I you I didn't see... used to work for McDonald's. Yeah, so when, just... it, when have you seen this in action? I feel like you should see it when they made a McFlurry. Never seen that. I'm still upset that they stopped in the UK at least doing the doing the Sundays. Do you remember oh. the remember the Sundays they used to? Didn't do? they do a cream egg McFlurry oh. at oh, the Eastern? It was basically just the fondant like squeezed into it and bits of chocolate. That's good. Oh, that's really good. I loved the like a, a chocolate fudge Sunday, and they had warm bits of shortbread or something in it. Oh yeah, I mean, that was pretty good. I tell you what is not the same in America to talk about to keep it on theme with our podcast. Mm-hmm. The milkshakes do not taste good in McDonald's here in America compared to in the UK. There's, there's, pop, there's a, it must be like a high fructose corn syrup situation or something. I'm, obviously, we don't want to delve too deep into McDonald's milkshake differences, but it's it's like a it's an artificial taste as yeah. opposed to the UK one tastes artificial but has less of an artificial taste. Yeah, still doesn't taste like strawberries. There, there's clearly classic US style. There's something that's banned in the EU. (laughs) Who knows where the UK stands with that now? Like some sort of ingredient or stabilizer. Yeah, definitely. Xanthan gum. Yes. Use phrases. (laughs) That was my first McDonald's in probably a year. Wow. I don't, I'm more of a, I I would have an In-N-Out if I was going for a burger or something else. Mm, No, In-N-Out fries are disgusting. In-N-Out fries are not good. 
don't let Instagram or other things tell yeah. you otherwise. If, if you're ever coming to LA and everyone gets really up in your business about going to in and out just be prepared to have the worst fries you've ever had in your life. And they really pride themselves on them being like freshly done in a certain type of oil. And I'm like, yeah, I want old stale oil filled fries. I'm going to say something that <laughs> I cannot fact check, but <laughs> I why s- would you? I seem to remember once hearing that in the US, the, the potatoes that they grow for McDonald's fries, they spray them with a pesticide that's so strong that, humans can't go into the potato fields for like seven days once they've been sprayed. Was it you recently that I was telling that I revealed that I used to work on a potato farm and you didn't know that? I don't know this. Oh, okay. So you don't know this. Did you know that when I was, this was younger, I think I was like 12, maybe. My friends, my friend lived on a farm in Norfolk where I grew up and yeah, they were, they were, what's it called when you have, was it arable? No, not arable. Oh. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. They had animals and crops and they were a potato farm. And one of my summer jobs was the, it was called potato riddling, which I still to this day don't think was an actual, I think that was like a weird Norfolk word. How would you say that in Norfolk, <laughs> Norfolkian? It'd be potato riddling. <laughs> would hey, you, would you, you been riddling all summer, my darling? Would that make you a potato riddler? I was a potato riddler. Wow. <laughs> And basically my job was the truck, like the big like trucks of like the tractors would bring like trailers of potatoes from the field in. They'd get like poured onto this conveyor belt that I would stand in front of as a group of us. And we would like remove the big, we called them clods of earth, the clods of earth, but also the clods of (laughs) earth. That sounds like the next Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings colon the clods clods of of earth or Avatar 3. The clods Those of earth. earth. Yep. <laughs> and basically our job was to kind of throw them out so that when it went into the, the batch that was going off to like Walker's Crisps was one of their clients, as was McDonald's. And we, they, so you made sure there wasn't too much like dirt in their thing, but also any potatoes that were like extremely large and crazy looking didn't go in there. They wanted like an, a very uh, uniform batch. I almost, <laughs> but gave up in mid process, almost Googled, when are potatoes harvest in the UK? And I was like, no, we're not going to. Because I was like, the summer, that doesn't seem right. What about harvest? It's like, no, let's just stop I, this. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't tell you. I just know that I got paid barely anything and that I used to go to bed. And when I closed my eyes, I could see a conveyor belt of like potatoes going past my eyes because like, that was all I looked at for like hours in the day. Wow. It was definitely child labor. How old were you? I think about 11 or 12. So the other week, by the way, I finally watched, and I don't know if you've seen it, 80 for Brady. I came very close to watching it on the plane and I decided not to. That's a plane movie. I mean, listeners of the podcast know that we were very excited (laughs) about 80 for Brady when it was coming out. So my review. (laughs) Okay. It's it's very strange. It starts (laughs) off really fun and great. And then they get to this party where they are they then all get high and the wheels really come off. Oh dear. So at first it's kind of charmingly weird and great. And then it just is really weird. But would, would I recommend watching it? A hundred percent. Okay. Okay. It's a lot of fun. Rita Marino is a fucking star. She is the standout. Yeah. I saw multiple people watching it on the plane on the way back. Oh, I mean that movie's made for planes (laughs) and you're, I know you've been, we, we did talk at length about Trish's wigs. Trish played by <laughs> Jane Fonda. So Jane Fonda plays Trish. Trish. So at the beginning, I'm like, oh, this the, the wig is so severe. Like, what's going on with the wig? And then there's a scene. Her character 
has loads of wigs. Oh, she, okay. She's like a, a Moira Rose kind of type. Yeah, they lean. she leans into the wigginess. Okay, fine. That's good. Do you remember that movie Mother's Day where Julia Roberts wore that wig? <laughs> it was no. like the red... Google Julia Roberts' Mother's Day wig. Okay. It was the, you know, like a Gary Marshall, like Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, all those ones. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Describe that wig to me. I mean, it's a little, it, it is coppery red bob, but kind of shorter than a bob. It's very, it, do you remember the AOL woman? Yes. And do you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, you don't even need to click on the truth about Julia Roberts' Mother's Day wig article in Vanity Fair, because I'll tell you, she bought the wig herself. It's the wig that she had in Notting Hill in the movie she was in like the space movie I was about to say and she, <laughs> she looks like she she looks like Anna Scott <laughs> right because that was the character she played in yes. Notting Hill yeah she bought how weird is that I, I, I feel like that's a, a crazy person like uh, famous thing to do I feel like she turned up with that wig on and they were like uh, oh well we wanted to do classic Julia Roberts she's like no I'm wearing my Notting Hill wig it, from the sides it looks like a fake Cynthia Nixon Miranda wig. Yes, it does. <laughs> it also looks very, it looks like she's got a lot of real hair underneath it. <laughs> that they've not, I think she did her own wig cap work and they were like, Julia, can we at least, and she's like, no. She, she can, I'll, I'll come, I'll come ready. Yeah, I'll like, come camera ready. Camera ready, that's the phrase <laughs> I was looking for. Right, it's Pride Month at the moment. It certainly is. <laughs> whoop, whoop. <laughs> What a strange one, but still, still, we're having fun. We and are we're, having fun. And we're, we're celebrating Pride as we did yesterday. Now, did you celebrate Pride in London? I just here's what's weird. I do not remember Pride in London at all, and that's obviously it was happening. It was going on. Wait, yeah, did you go to Pride in London? Yeah, yeah, I went to I went to quite a few Prides in London actually. Is I, I like, there? No, I feel like I kind of went in the years after you left. Actually, weirdly, Pride in London's really stressful. Really, really stressful. Mm. I, I remember it being incredibly stressful. It's because it's all in Soho and you kind of have to, you basically have to approach it from afar. Like you can't, you can't just arrive at Pride. You have to get off the tube, but like 20 stops away from it and like and walk. walk, walk the streets. But, but in London's defense, I think Pride's kind of stressful in any major city. Yeah. I, I honestly can't tell you really any specific memories about my time in Pride in London. I definitely never saw anyone perform. They, they had a stage in Trafalgar Square, but I never used to go to that because it was too busy. So I never actually saw anyone perform there. Wow. Actually, my my final pride, me and my friend Paddy went. My final pride. <laughs> my final pride because I stopped being proud. Me and my friend Paddy went and we both got really, it was like really hot and we were both very overwhelmed and it was very stressful in Soho. So we walked, we got some sandwiches from Pret and we walked like away from Pride and we found this like churchyard in this kind of quiet street and we sat in this churchyard and ate sandwiches and then we were like, should we go home? And we just went home. Nice. <laughs> like, don't you feel really relaxed and happy now? We're not doing it. And we're like, yeah, let's go home. A little Pret Pride sandwich. Yeah, absolutely. That's how I showed my pride. I supported the, the Pret Corporation, which I believe is owned by McDonald's. <laughs> or, what, or was at one point. Some wow. kind of we've really, conglomerate. <laughs> we've really been supporting McDonald's this weekend, haven't we? Sure have. McDonald's Corp. Love them. Shall we get into some feedback? Yes. I have the Big Mac and the filet de fish. So obviously, please do get in touch if you want to give us some feedback uh, on our Instagram, on Twitter, on our email address, you're welcome, America Podcast at gmail.com. Um, or you could just do what some of our friends do and just 
messages directly and we lose those messages and we never read them out. Exactly. And I'll get to one of those. So our friend Victoria, she's got in touch and she sent, Bewitched, say la vie, welcome or not welcome. I know this is a really annoying answer. I'm sort of somewhere in between the two. I think it depends on the mood and the day. I think so too. I heard this the other day, actually... Where was I? Is it yesterday? Did you hear it yesterday somewhere? Mm. Oh, it was at Pride. It was at Pride. I heard it yesterday at Pride. Yeah, that's what I just said. Yes, no, no, yeah. but that's what I couldn't. I, I forgot what happened yesterday. Yes, we heard it at Pride yesterday, and I was like, "Oh, I love this song." So actually, I'm going to say welcome. It felt really right yesterday. Yeah, it really did, and it really added to our theory that we had gone through a wormhole and we were at a, a particular Pride in London, yeah. not in America. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Tom <laughs> Leonard in London got in touch, and he sent me. He went to the theatre. And he sent me, he was drinking out, out of a can in the theatre. What, what do you think he was drinking out of a can in the theatre? Oh, a gin and tonic. It was a PIMS. Oh, PIMS in a can. So he, so he then <laughs> sent the acronym F-P-O-T-S. Oh, first PIMS of the summer. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> what's for pots? He was like, first, pim- first PIMS of the summer. I was like, oh, <laughs> fair. Well, we're going to touch on it because you were in the UK, but hoopla happened. Yes. Right? We, yeah, it certainly did. And well, I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> I literally was there the day that it happened in a different part of London, but it doesn't matter. So Zachary Adam got in touch and said, after following you guys on the Totally Scott Lee journey, I find it funny that Liberty X is playing before Lisa Scott Lee at Hoopla next weekend. So it's like, it's, it's not this exactly, but it's almost as if Liberty X are, are a warm up for Lisa Scotland. Yeah. Now, what what do we feel about that? Well, I did see a picture of them, of the two of them together. Oh, nice. At, at Hoopla. So what, I felt, what I felt the two good of them, it. Lisa and Liberty. Yes, <laughs> Lady Liberty. <laughs> Lady Liberty herself, Michelle. Now, I saw the two of them and, I, and, I, and it, they looked very friendly. It looked nice. Yeah. I think that Steps, because they are constantly performing and they're up there and they're very still very slick and doing their thing. And then there's just the legend and lore of Lisa in general. Yeah, it it's kind of a fun but sort of special booking to get Lisa. Liberty X has sort of been a bit bitty and on and off over the years, so I think that's why she's ended up up there. Yeah, no, definitely. It it felt more of a moment to have her, whereas I think Liberty X have been kind of their old. Well, <laughs> Andrew said to us once, to me once, a real old huffer. They were just real old huffers, just out there still working. <laughs> huffers, yeah. <laughs> that would be a word he would use. I, I think that we haven't caught up since the Eurovision special, so a lot of our feedback is Eurovision Let's related. Let's do it. it. Might feel a little, little crazy, but here we go. Yeah. So Crystal got in touch from London, and he said that's a hate crime for us posting two of the worst entrants. Two of the worst entrants being, according to him, Larine. No, it was Italy and oh. Italy and uh, Israel. He said that we we were. Oh, so for my my man Marco and your unicorn people. Yeah. Exactly. So I disagree. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, I half I half agree. Look, my man Marco, do we love that song? No, but do we love him? See. <laughs> si. Yeah. And same goes for the opposite goes for for Israel. Do I love her? Couldn't really care less. Do I love the song? Yes. You want to see me dance? You want to see me dance? You want to see me dance? <laughs> dun 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 dun. dun. <laughs> really marking that choreo what else we got uh tone ring literally says did i watch eurovision no did i listen to this episode of course great app ladies love it thanks tone ring whoa okay so gandhi the great got in touch and he said this was about our eurovision episode three hour drive starting at 5 a.m this is a welcome start to the journey great 
three hour drive. Oh, where could you get in the UK in three hours? If you were driving from Land's London. Land's End to Grunt, Grunt. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> how, how long is it to drive to like Birmingham? No, Bristol. Yeah, Bristol? You, can get, you can get to Bristol in three hours. Yeah. From London, okay. I'm sure. I mean, I don't know. I don't know where Gandhi the Great lives. Anyway, <laughs> Gandhi also said, but I don't recall reference to, you're going to help, have to help me out, someone's version of Hole Again being mentioned. Yes. So that was basically, there was a, I think that we... I'm not sure if we didn't didn't get some of the intermission stuff on the American thing we were watching. Okay. But there was a a thing where Eurovision acts came out and sang kind of like Liverpool related songs. Oh. I think that I think we did see that, but I think maybe we were all talking and then someone one of the Eurovision acts came out and did a cover of Hole Again. <laughs> That's feedback. <laughs> if you want to get in touch, give us a shout on Instagram, email us, do all the things. Please rate and review us. We love your ratings and reviewings. <laughs> And we are back. Hey, we haven't been around for a little while. Hey. That is because all sorts of stuff going on. But Fraser returned to the UK. So Fraser's topic today is... Fraser's trip to the UK. <laughs> Fraser's homecoming. Right, my homecoming. Can I start by asking a question? Please. When you were talking about going back to the UK, did you say, oh yeah, I'm going to go home for a couple of weeks? Did you use the phrase home? No, I actually got into trouble when I was there because I kept referring to here as home. Oh, like I kept saying, oh, when I get back home, this is, I, when I get back home, I've got to do this. Oh, I, yeah, but when I get home and then they were like, no, here is home. There is LA. And I was like, sorry, sorry, doll. Who was giving you into trouble for that? Um, multiple people, actually. Okay. <laughs> right, hit me with your itinerary. What went on, babes? Okay, well, first of all, the first weekend was uh, taken up with my friend's wedding. I was uh, honorary father of the bride. Uh, we were, I was a double act father of the bride for my friend Lydia, uh, me and her friend Elliot, uh, which is very confusing because my brother is also called Elliot. So mm-hmm. there was lots of confusion with that. Um, and we were her, her two gay, bald daddies, which was a lovely, lovely bit of symmetry. Uh, yeah, and it was, it was really fun. We, uh, she basically had a three-day residency at a pub in Balham. Three-day residency. She truly did. Like she had, her, she had her, a meal the night before at this pub. They were staying there because they have rooms in this, there's like a hotel in the pub. Nice. And they had their reception there on Saturday and on Sunday had like a post-wedding, like just drop in for drinks if you want to. So we, I, I spent the first three days back in London just in Balham. Traveling from uh, traveling from Peckham to Balham, it felt crazy. It felt like nothing had changed. It felt like my life in LA was was over, and I just lived in like London again. It's funny when that happens, and you just end up. It's like when I go back to Glasgow, and I'm I'm just like, right, I'm just gonna drive to Tesco. Then I'm gonna go see my friend. Then I'm gonna go do this, and I better pop in and do that. Like I was on the bus. I think I was on the bus on the way to Balham, and I was just staring out the window, and I wasn't like going like, oh god, look at London, blah blah blah. I was just like listening to music. I was just like staring out the window, being like. Oh, yeah, I'll get there in a minute. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh my God, Fraser, you don't live here anymore. What's it, happening? It's that weird thing of this is so annoying. What I'm about to say, like, Please nothing's do. changed, yet everything's kind of changed. On the Sunday, on the way to the, to the pub to kind of meet everyone, me and Charlie, uh, you know, I'm not going to get into the specifics of London transport, but we decided to hop off the overground, Orange Line, at Clapham High Street uh-huh. and walk down. We walked all the way down to Clapham South or Clapham Common. And we were like, we we're like, let's just see, let's check out our old haunt. Because as you know, and you have mocked me for a million years, Charlie and I, when we first left university, used to live in Clapham. So we spent a lot of time on Clapham High Street. I was like, let's take a little stroll. Let me tell you, 
It's bizarre the places that have survived not only a global pandemic, but also just, you know, time, time in general. The most the most resilient places being Bodine's like pulled pork place, which oh, is yeah. still there. Bodine's. Obviously, like the supermarkets and things have kind of survived. Even actually, we did lose a, a, a mini Morrison's, which we did lose uh, to it. But bizarrely, yeah, Bodine's and the one that I cannot believe, Carpet Right. <laughs> Even back in the mid-2000s, me and Charlie always used to say, how has Carpet Right got this prime piece of retail location on Clapham High Street? Yeah. And I could not believe it when we walked past and Carpet Right was still open. Mm-hmm. Just pulled pork and carpets, just getting everyone through a global pandemic, apparently. Now, well, I want to talk to you about a specific bar that we passed. That it was, this was a new addition to Clapham High Street. Oh, lovely. And Charlie describes it as my actual living worst nightmare. Okay, okay. I'm going to guess some things about it. Now, decor-wise, were there just like some hanging things? No, it's oh. it's it's a it's a chain. Oh, okay. I'm going to show you a picture of it. This is it from the outside. What's that? Oh, t- tonight, Josephine. Yeah, it's tonight, Josephine. And basically, I've actually I I've commented on how much I hate this place before because I think Charlie was in one and she sent me some pictures. It's basically a chain of bars that are kind of. You can tell that they've they've gone very Instagram forward in terms of like yeah. their decor, and basically <laughs> now I, I I need you to know I do support women <laughs> when I say this, but the thing that makes me crazy is that they have a neon sign that says like "Well behaved women rarely make history." You know that one? Yeah, it's very that. There, oh, did you see? It? Did you see it? Like photo booth, cocktails, something called the Lady Garden. It's just it's hell on earth. I just saw some Parma violets. Yeah, and a picture of Justin Bieber. Yeah. <laughs> it's hell on earth. I mean, are you, are you seeing what I'm talking about here? There is a, a woman. A woman fell, fell on the floor. <laughs> on the floor. Well, doesn't it just, isn't it just crazy looking? Like it's, it's all just neon and kind of just white women. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of genius. Someone having their 25th birthday with a, a, a blow up. Mylar like- balloons. Is that what they're called? Yeah, those, those like silver, those like sh- like plasticky ones. Yeah, yeah, wow. it's pretty nuts. It's pretty nuts. Oh look, they're ve- okay. look, they're very queer and go gay to, forward. Go to the ne- go to the next one to the left. I want to see that table of drinks. What is that? Right. <laughs> someone went. Okay. <laughs> this this is a photo that someone's uploaded of their time at tonight, Josephine. Tonight, Josephine in Birmingham, and they've entitled it "Best Brunch in Brum." And they said, we went to the Mamma Mia brunch tonight, oh. Josephine of the weekend. It was amazing. Oh. Okay. No waiting for drinks. The food was decent and the music was great. Decent. Decent. Okay. The most British compliment ever. It's decent. I'm like, this is, this, this was written for us. <laughs> there were just two of us, but we were given a bottle of Prosecco on arrival. <laughs> which <laughs> That's meant too much. <laughs> too much. That's what I mean. Instantly. So, wow. Okay. <laughs> Whoa, okay. There were just two of us, but we were given a bottle per second arrival, which meant that you didn't have to keep waiting for a top-up. Then we had a gin fizz pitcher and also some beers. You could have Prosecco beer and there was around six choices of pitchers to choose from. It's a more expensive brunch, but the range is really good. The music was obviously amazing. It was a Mamma Mia theme. The food was decent Ugh. enough. And I don't go there for the food anyway. I had a pulled pork bun with fries and it tasted nice. So these women, these two women drank a bottle of Prosecco between them. That entire pitcher of whatever that... A gin a fizz. A gin fizz and a bottle of beer each. <laughs> Get on them. That's a lot. While, while screaming out, Mamma Mia. She did have that port bun, though. 
<laughs> Which was decent. nice. Decent. Nice and decent. Decent, such a funny word, isn't it? It's such a British compliment. It's, yeah. it's so mid level, just like. Yeah, they're de- it's, yeah, decent. it's decent. It's decent. He's a decent guy. He's also, a chap. it makes me think of like, oh, decent. Indecent, yeah. Like covering, <laughs> covering your nipples or something. Okay, wow. Tonight, Josephine and Clapham. Yeah, so I, I know that we had to talk about that ad, ad nauseum because it really is. It's like a thing that is happened since we left. But just how many times, if we still lived in London, how many times do you think I would be dragged to a brunch at Tonight Josephine and been really angry about it? Oh, endlessly. <laughs> I do think it's going to burn bright and fizzle out very fast. Like the, all the neon literally burn bright. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then... and then All Tonight's Josephines go up in flames at the same moment. And then they'll try and rebrand as like a kind of everything's painted white and minimalist. Or something's going to happen. I'm really imagining like every time they open a new branch of Tonight Josephine, I imagine there has to be something in the, the plans about like circuit breakers and because there's so much like neon or for like surge protectors there's something that's going to happen with the with the the breakers yeah <laughs> and they're going to struggle for all the printing because everything's all like the menus and everything are printed so bright and neon <laughs> that they're going to have to constantly be sourcing like a specialist printers or do you think that what's going to take tonight josephine down is the rocketing energy bills with all of those neons <gasps> they're like we simply cannot stay open with all this ne- <laughs> these neon lights. we are having to pay to get color <laughs> printing done and that's expensive the, the power that goes into the color printing yeah. and then all the neon lights as well and that looks like a pretty good paper stock for the for the menu that's that doesn't just look like a flimsy piece of a4 yeah that looks like it's got a, a quite a thick stock to it wow love to know about the uh, tonight josephine kind of business model <laughs> we'll look more into that i wonder what the, is it a pet does it have a parent company is it independent let's find out a bit more okay <laughs> wonder if it's owned by mcdonald's <laughs> in the theme of this episode i bet it's owned by mcdonald's nightcap group okay, okay. that's just what i bet they used to own tiger 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 <laughs> Oh, Adventure Bar. Barrio. Adventure Bar, Barrio, and the Cocktail Club. Oh my God, these places are hell on earth. I don't know. I don't know those other two. Hell on earth. Adventure Bar? Are you telling me you never got dragged to Adventure Bar? No, that used to be in Clapham. What's Adventure Bar? Oh my God, Ben. Fuck. Oh, oh that's I think what it... became tonight, Josephine. Yes, it used to be Adventure Bar. Oh my God, it's all coming together. So we have talked extensively about a bar that you did not go to. On your trip to London. Oh, <laughs> what else? What else did you do in your, your trip to the UK? Um, I got very excited. I went for a picnic on uh, Bank Holiday Monday. <laughs> I got BH- to experience a BH Monday. BH weekend. I went for a picnic with my friend Millie and my friend Charlie. And the, truly the highlight of that for me was I went to the old Tesco Express that I used to get all my shopping from when I lived in, um, in Dulwich. Mm-hmm. So I was in, I was instantly kind of having a kind of a split kind of, schism in terms of thinking is this my life again like everything seems so familiar and then i just i really spent a long time just browsing the crisp selection because i was in the uk i'm calling them crisps but chips for our us listeners and i really just i just was so happy i ended up uh, landing on a grab bag of squares salt and vinegar squares i love salt and vinegar squares eat them till your mouth burns apart yeah and I also got a, a grab bag of, I think, oh, of um, frazzles. Yeah. A bacon, the bacon one. And as you know, I love dry and salty. And there is nothing more. In fact, the combination of a salt and vinegar square and then a 
a frazzle is really quite tough on the kind of soft palate of your mouth. You've burnt it with the salt and vinegar, and then what you're going to do is just dry everything out with the salt of the frazzle. Neither crisp has been near a potato. No, oh, good God, no. We're, we're talking maize only. Maize. <laughs> just want to show off this uh, this text that's come through live from podcast nemesis. Michael, can you read it out for me, please? It says, Nicola Sturgeon arrested in SNP finances inquiry. And then he just says, my condolences. <laughs> Okay, so, so some good snacks. So, so yeah, the snack, the whole kind of snack side of things was great. I, I need to just do as a caveat, seeing everyone was amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm just not talking about that because it's not interesting to people who don't know me. Uh, so just just know if you're listening to this and you're my friend, I had a great time seeing all of you, okay? He did, he I did say wanna, that. Uh, yeah, and I was very excited and very happy. And then I had a wild week in Norfolk. I went back to where I'm from and I stayed with my brother. So yeah, Norfolk was less of a, uh, less, less, less eventful, more just like family time. So there's not really too much to report about that. You had great weather. Yeah, it was, I truly had like a glorious time because you know that last time I went to the UK, there was a unprecedented heat wave and I had basically like a hell, a time in hell. This time was very manageable and just nice weather in general. Very pleasant. I think the weather right now in London's all like in the 20s. Yeah. Oh, no, it is. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> we did not move all this way to not be in the hot weather. It's so annoying. We didn't talk about what you watched on the plane journey <laughs> there didn't. and the plane journey back. Um, so I didn't watch anything on the way back to the UK. Uh, I slept the whole time because uh, I was I had an extra legroom seat and I was very comfortable. So I just... I basically slept the whole journey. And you weren't seated anywhere near your mum? And my mum was the row behind me. Oh, but, okay. Like, I couldn't, it was too loud, you know, too much plane noise to be able to talk to her, which was great. And in fact, actually, what was really great is when the meals came, because I woke up for the meals, um, just like next to me, mum's little hand would slide through. And she just kept giving me the things that she didn't want from her. Oh, like what? What did Laura not want? Oh God, I can't remember. At one point there was like a little, there was like a little brownie. So that just kind of came through. And I think she gave me a bit of cheese as well. Just Aww. like an individually wrapped cheese came through. And I was just like, rawr, 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 rawr. So on the way back here to LA, I told you I got three seats to myself. So I basically made myself like a couch at the back of the plane. I was very comfortable. The movies on the plane, they come with a warning that says not for nervous flyers. And I think that those warnings come with either there's going to be a plane, like a plane scene in it, or there's just generally a lot of like chaos. I think they, they, they label action movies and horror movies as not for nervous flyers so that you're not getting yourself kind of into a, a tizzy. Mm -hmm. And obviously, you know, I don't like flying. And in the past, I've, I've kind of only watched animated movies because I can't handle it. I watched Scream 6, which we'd already seen, which was labeled as not for nervous flyers. So I watched Scream 6, which I really enjoyed. Oh, I watched <laughs> John Wick the latest John Wick movie, which is also labeled Not for Nervous Flyers. Mm -hmm. And I watched nearly the entire uh, first season of I Love That For You, the Vanessa Bayer oh, and um, love that. Molly Shannon TV show. So it was a real, I felt like I really ran the gamut of things that I like. I will say just on reflection of my trip home, there was really only a few times that I slipped up and I said American things. Okay. And I got told that I was speaking in an American accent a couple of times. It was a delight to have terrible service everywhere. People were so rude in every bar and restaurant, not in Norfolk, but in London, everyone was so rude. And it felt really reassuring. I felt so at home with all the surly service workers. Yeah. <laughs> Not one smile from anyone. Well, I told you last summer when I was in Edinburgh, I went up to the bar and I just said, hello to the the woman working behind the bar it's like hi how are you she's like uh, uh, fine <laughs> she's like what the fuck are you asking how Why i'm doing are you asking how i am <laughs> so okay just so, yeah saying hi so all in all it was it was a great trip and i think what we've discovered is that 
when you and me eventually are in the UK together, we're going to be hosting our live show at Tonight Josephine. Ah. <laughs> right? Well, yeah. Or Carpet Right on Clapham High Street. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go between... Well, actually, Carpet Right might be good in terms of the sound. Exactly. <laughs> Lovely sound in Carpet Right. Lovely sound in Carpet Right. And then we'll do after drinks at Hello Josephine and each of us will have a bottle of Prosecco yes. and a jug of, of gin fizz yeah. and a bottle of beer. Absolutely. That'll just be as standard. I also, just going back to Hello decent Josephine food. or tonight, to the, yeah. yeah, decent food, decent pork food. bun chips, you know, decent. Um, the the jug that the cocktail served in yes. is very... School dinners. So school dinners. Or yeah. you, you've gone on a school trip to like an adventure center yeah. and there are your whole class is there and down the table, down the trestle table, they've put jugs of orange, orange squash. squash. <laughs> <laughs> Those really thick jugs that don't actually serve very much. <laughs> yes, you're so right. <laughs> Yeah, that was an orange squash jug if ever I've seen it. A real standard catering jug. <laughs> well, they've got to keep the overheads down somehow at tonight, Josephine. All that money's going into printing and lighting. Oh yeah, all that the neon fund. So anyway, I'd mainly like to thank the McDonald's Corporation for <laughs> sponsoring my trip home and this episode. And um, you know, I, I'm loving it. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm loving it. We are back. Ben is doing our US topic. But first, I'm going to the Cheesecake Factory tonight for dinner. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to see uh, this Into the Spider-Verse 2 or whatever it is with George and Teddy. And we're going to the Americana. So we're going to go for dinner at the Cheesecake Factory first. Really excited. Perfect for like day after Pride. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, what are we talking about? Pride. We've done the UK topic, now we're going to do the US topic, which today is Mariah Carey. <laughs> now, <laughs> we normally do topics that are a little lesser known, but here's the thing. We went to see Mariah Carey yesterday. We did. MC. MC. So first of all, I'm going to ask you, before we really get into what we witnessed yesterday, I was about to say what we saw, what we heard, but really what we witnessed. What are your first memories of Mariah like, mm. growing up? What are your sort of first First times you remember hearing her or being aware of her? I didn't really come into Mariah's world until <laughs> until the kind of like honey era is when I locked in with Mariah. And then I went back and kind of backfilled, you know, pre, pre-honey pre Mariah. But around, yeah, that kind of era was when she really got me. Yeah. Especially I, honey. I, my friend Grant had the, the song, the single for, I was about to say roller coaster. What? No, fantasy. <laughs> yeah. And I was into it then, but then, yeah, Honey, I had that CD single. Yeah. yeah. Loved Honey. <laughs> that music video, really, I was like, huh? Still love Honey to this day. Yeah. I mean, we heard snippets of Honey maybe 12 times last night during her set. We'll, we'll get into we'll it. We'll get into how confusing that set was. What are your favorite Mariah songs? Okay, so old old school Mariah, I love emotions. Um, Kind of... The 90s era Mariah is Honey. I'm going to go through it like this. I'm afraid okay. there's no way to break it down any other way. Um, 2000s Mariah is Touch My Body. And then kind of latest Mariah is uh, GTFO. Why don't you get the fuck out? Yeah. That, caution era is GTFO is such a good song. The Caution album's great yeah. for if you're in Palm Springs by the pool. Yeah, it really clink, is. Clink, clink, clink. <laughs> yeah, so good. So that's my kind of... That's yeah. That, they're my selection. Okay, 
I'm going to go with, I love, and I'm, I'm going to be all over the place. Yeah. I love the Loverboy remix. Yes, you do. I love It's Like That. Yeah. Which got a great reception last night. It did. I kind of love Through the Rain. Okay. Yeah. And then honorable mention would be Boy. Oh. Boy! Yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention, obviously, the Heartbreaker remix with Missy Elliott and Debrat. That, of course, that's my number one horror oh, yeah. song. Oh, I love the We Belong Together remix. Ooh. I can sleep at night when you are on my mind, but what was on the radio? Yeah. It's great. <laughs> it's just a bit too fast. <laughs> um, and then I was going to ask you, what are your fave Mariah moments over the years? Hmm. I, I'll start, but I was thinking about watching Precious. <laughs> Someone said that yesterday behind when me and Teddy were standing. Someone went, do you remember when she was in Precious? <laughs> <laughs> she paid a guidance counselor in Precious. That's what someone she was wore, screaming. She's really stripped down. She wore like no makeup. She's really real. <laughs> but I do remember watching Precious and being like, ah, yeah, okay. It's pretty, pretty, pretty solid. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> and where do we stand with Glitter? I love Glitter. We should probably rewatch that. We 1 million percent need to rewatch Glitter. I mean, if not for anything, Max Beasley. Yes. <laughs> My God, Max Beasley. And Padma Lakshmi is in that. Is she? Yeah, she's the she's the singer that Mariah's like the backing singer for to start with. I didn't you know, like, not the pop know star. that. Yeah, it's Padma Lakshmi. Very strange piece of casting. Um, no, I love Glitter. I love the soundtrack of Glitter as well. Yeah. I love the song Never Too Far, the ballad. A song that I believe even Mariah at her peak, it was impossible for her to sing. There's like a note in it, like an ending note that I don't believe is humanly possible for anyone to sing. A real dog whistle. Yeah, it goes on for, it goes on for like 20 minutes. But no, there's also, I love Didn't Mean to Turn You On. And of, co- of course, the song with Mystical. Don't Stop Funking don't for stop Jamaica. Don't Stop Funking for Jamaica. That's it. Play a little bit of it. This is... Very much a song that you would gravitate towards. A hundred percent. Now, I believe that moment is the moment in Glitter, you know, where she's on the dance floor and then they like hand her the mic and she like does an ad lib. I believe oh, that. that I believe that is the ad lib she does in Glitter from that song. I think, and that's how like she gets everyone's attention. I really, I'm excited about Glitter because about us watching it now because I feel like it was set in the 80s, but it also was also set it now, and also. What do you mean it was also set now? As in, in the th- future. As in, there was no like, there was no attention paid to making it the 80s apart from like a couple of moments so it also looks contemporary and also doesn't look like the past or the future i I think it exists in a very unique void and again we have to look at through the lens of 9-11 i think i've only seen it once and i can't did i i didn't watch it in the cinema no i never saw it in the cinema i i my friend uh caroline blacklace she i think she had it on dvd we used to watch it together yeah i need to (laughs) rewatch that yeah so that was just a little i want to just do a little little tickle yeah. of, of history with Mariah, but let's get into yesterday. So we live in LA. We're queer. It's pride month. We had options of things to go to. We still do. Cause it's for the whole month. <laughs> yeah. This weekend, Megan, the stallion, yep. Megan, the stallion, <laughs> Meg. <laughs> and then on the Saturday night was Mariah Carey. Yes. So we all met up, uh, like two ish. Yep. At your, your apartment. 
Yeah. I'll just hung out in this grey, grey weather. Yeah. A lot of confusion about what to wear yesterday. Yeah. There was some mistakes were made, not by me, but by everyone else. In general, it's like, it's grey, but it's also pride. What? An, and it's LA and yeah. it's Mariah. What are we going to do? Yeah. It was hard. We wanted to dress like sluts. Well, I did, but everyone else was having to think about different layers. I yeah. don't have to worry about that as someone who burns at a billion degrees. Mm-hmm. I was actually very comfortable yesterday. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I had a, a flowy long sleeve linen shirt I could just whack on if need be, and I did. <laughs> so we went downtown to Los Angeles State Park. LA State Historic Park. LA State Historic Park. Name. And it's not so as if, clunky. It's not as if like it's famous. No, and it's also not historic because it just got built so yes. i don't understand how they're calling it the la state historic park and also it's so funny for a park because it's just like a slither of land yeah it should slither be called sliver it should be called la state new park yeah <laughs> unhistorical and, and it sounds so it sounds so official and famous like you would say to anyone in la oh yeah la state historic park oh, everyone like, oh yeah you're like wow i went it was great <laughs> everyone's like wait what it, where is that so it's sandwiched between downtown and Chinatown, yeah. that sort of area. And uh, yeah, so it was like a whole shebang outside with stalls and things like that. And it was a shebang. We we turned up. You had to pay. We, it was ticketed. It was It's very ticketed. important to know that it was a ticketed event. It was a ticketed event. We go in. It was, what was good about it was, any, it was very diverse, the crowd. Yes. So it wasn't like a WeHo Pride thing. Yeah. Or not to slam WeHo, but it wasn't just... Lots of white gay guys. And white I'm saying muscle that, gays. I'm saying that as a white gay guy, not as a white muscle gay, but as a Ooh. white gay guy. Right. And it was incredibly diverse. People had traveled for this. Yeah. And and also, well, what's most important to note is that I made a discovery after we'd arrived. We were sitting on this kind of grassy, grassy knoll. knoll by like a, a kind of a, a footbridge that went over the park. And I was like something very familiar about this place. And then I realized that essentially because of the weather and because of the way the park looked, we were in Stratford. It, we were in that park in Stratford. We were in the Queen, Queen, Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth, whatever park. Yeah, we were in Stratford and I couldn't unsee it after that. And it was a very, again, after being in the UK for a week, it was very confusing to feel like I was in Stratford. Yeah. We were, we were doing Pride in Stratford on a gloomy overcast day. Yeah. But also with like wild American participants. And it had a real, yeah, elements of, yeah, like a dose of hoopla to it. Yes. Because everyone's wearing... Well, I think the weather for hoopla, you tell me, was like amazing in the yeah. end. But a lot of people wearing bright colors and too little, but it being gray. Yes, definitely. So it was very fascinating. Walked around the stalls. There was... Uh, I got a great pen. Um, <laughs> there was one stall where it was... Club Q in, um, in yeah, Colorado, Colorado Springs. Springs. Yeah. So there'd been a mass shooting there and they were raising money. So that was pretty amazing to talk to them i spoke to the dj from who'd been there that night and yeah. he got shot it was like oh it was so as awful as that was it's pretty important that there was something yeah real right within i don't know the toyota stand with their hybrid cars people lining up to the abc eyewitness Witness. news stand so they could get like a free pen from abc corporation which is probably owned by mcdonald's yeah very strange <laughs> now we did go experience one installation didn't we do you want to talk us through this oh my god you and me were so angry <laughs> For some reason, our friend Teddy was insistent that we would go and experience the Samsung Tiny Home Pride (laughs) experience. (laughs) Which was Samsung had basically built a tiny home, like a portable tiny home, and it was just filled with Samsung products. And you had to line up to get into it, which I was really angry about. And then essentially you get 
forced into these tiny rooms of this tiny house and given like a presentation by a Samsung employee of, of their products of their products that had nothing to do with Pride. There wasn't any kind of like Samsung dildo. <laughs> Like, there was nothing. Also, it wasn't anything to do with a tiny home. No. It was just a tiny home jam-packed full of It was a place, was a place to, to, like, trap people so they had to hear a Samsung presentation. We got a very long presentation about that TV that was actually very nice, but the t- well, the, I'd heard enough. Yeah. The, the best part of the TV was it was, like, edgeless or whatever. Yeah. The screen went right to the edge of the TV. I was like, okay, that's cool. And there was a great moment when he did, when he turned to the wall that had all those pictures hung on it and revealed that they were all TVs. That, that was, was pre- fun. That was pretty fun. Yeah, good We gave him. him a little round of applause for that. A good reveal moment. <laughs> we then walked through further and we discussed... <laughs> We had a presentation about a fridge. This was great. It was yeah. one of those fridges that has a screen on the front. Mm. And the guy was like, what's great is that you can see what's inside without opening the door. And then he tried to do it three times. Like, hey, Alexa, what's in the fridge? Yeah. And just be like, error. Well, there was an error because I said, what's in the fridge at the same time as him. And he went, he was like, oh, we can't do it if we both ask him at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> and, but that part, we're like, we could just open the yeah, door. Yeah, like, we've, I'm long gone. And you know that screen's going to break. Oh, totally. And that fridge is going to go sentient and just at one point he was saying it can like it like sees what's low and starts buying things you know that like 500 <laughs> like muller corners are gonna turn up at your house <laughs> there'll be an error a giant endless packs of back bacon yeah. <laughs> ordered back bacon back, a fridge full of back bacon and muller corners <laughs> and then we went to the bathroom yeah i was very disappointed that the toilet was not samsung themed i was asking if it analyzed your stool and your, your urine and like gave you health supplements it's just a toilet, toilet. Just a toilet. Also, the microwave as well. It's just, just a, microwave. a microwave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And there was a bizarre, like, a, like a whole Samsung closet that was basically just like it steamed shirts for you, which I kind of hated and loved at the same time. That was great because it was a, it was like a wonderful Jetsons thought of a product that is never gonna take off. Like no, no one's ever gonna get. You this. would only have that if you were like if you had too much money and well, you wouldn't even do that because there's just no point. You'd have someone to steam your clothes for you. Yeah. So basically the market for this, this closet where you can put in three shirts at a time (laughs) and it steams them. It was a very small capacity. Very odd. And then right beside it, there was that great vacuum. Oh yeah. The bagless, the bagless (laughs) vacuum with a bag. Yeah. (laughs) I definitely felt my most proud to be a homosexual during the Samsung tiny home experience. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, you mean the gays, not the gays. I was like, oh, this is connecting with, you know, Stonewall, Marsha P. Johnson. Like, I felt, mm-hmm. I felt their spirit as mm-hmm. we got given a, <laughs> given a talk about an edgeless LED Samsung TV. I was like, yeah, this is it. This feels this is good. What, this is what people died for. And then, and then as we were leaving that, in that tiny home that wasn't a tiny home, the guy was like, hey, 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 got to give feedback. Come on. <laughs> as if we then owed them yeah. feedback. We owed Samsung. Well, I, I, I said that my favorite product was the steaming closet thing. <laughs> just want to throw them off. Just to fuck with them. <laughs> just so that Samsung really puts all this money behind that stupid product. <laughs> At this point, we realized we've come to this event way too early. Yes. Yeah, we definitely, we were there too early and it was starting to get cold. So we went and we went and sheltered for warmth inside the the uh, club called Ronda Club Tent, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, but then, it, but then it, it smelled like a pipe burst yeah, and then it, think, the whole place smelled sewage yeah there was definitely a, a la historic park sewage burst in yeah. that tent but we went back in there later it didn't smell like sewage that's true and it was nice and nice and warm so <laughs> mariah what time is she due on stage 9 30 9 30 she turned up on stage 
950? 950. 20 minutes late. Pretty solid. That's fine. We got separated. We did. I had that, to sounds, go... that sounds like a teacher separated yeah. us. <laughs> we got we got separated. No, me and Teddy had to go for a wee uh, before Mariah arrived. And then we, it was, the crowd became too, uh, too resistant to navigation. We got mm. to a certain point where people were actually like, like gonna, we're gonna have a fight with us if we tried to push past them. How how many times yesterday did you go for a wee? Oh, uh, seven thousand. But in reality, oh, like fifteen, twenty times. No, you didn't. You went like six, I would say. Mm, I think I went about ten. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. There's okay. a few extras you didn't know about, and oh. then actually, uh, the the toilet situation was so hectic that uh, by the end of the night, people were just sliding around behind the barriers and just weeing in certain parts of the park where there was Fair. very, very kind of sparse shrubbery, but we were still using it. Fair. Okay. So yeah, I was with Podcast Nemesis Michael, you are with Teddy, and B- Bordeaux and Randy were there, but they did leave halfway through the Mariah gig, uh, <laughs> as did a few people. Let's get into it. Yeah. Okay, I have the set list here, which is useful because couldn't tell you half the things she no. performed. I know that I heard maybe two songs about 20 times two of the same songs yes <laughs> so she was on stage for well the whole thing was about an hour yeah okay so at the beginning she came out dressed in silver sparkles yes there were cgi butterflies yep. plaguing the digital screens and she sang a snippet of vision of love yes just to, just to get us going like, yeah, okay. a, like a whisper of Vision of Love, a wasn't it? It was like Vision of Love was playing in like like someone else's apartment and you yeah. could just hear it like through the wall, like slightly faint. It was like an amuse-bouche. <laughs> it was. Then she went into Honey. Yes. But it was, according to this set list, the David Morales remix. And then this is where it got confusing. Because- I felt like I heard Honey about six or seven times. Yes. Because she then did a, a, a remix of... Big Energy, Honey, Heartbreaker, and then it said Obsessed? Yeah, Obsessed was when she had the grinder notifications on the screen. Remember that? That's right. Yeah. So Obsessed felt like it was a a separate song, but there was this medley of... Big Energy, Honey, Heartbreaker. where I felt like we kept hearing Honey and and Heartbreaker over and over again, I couldn't quite get a handle on what was happening. Yeah, it was like, another taste of heartbreak you got the, the honey. honey yeah completely completely and it's then, like what and, big and i felt like she kept going i felt like it, I, I just kept hearing oh when you walk by every night and then like Dang. another song would happen and then yeah. i was like oh when you walk i was like i keep singing the same line but we're definitely in a different part of the set i feel like i heard it later on as well but you you tell me i know so then obsessed was very good obsessed got a good um a good reaction especially with the grinder so the grinder hi, notifications. tell us about the grinder for not- notifications oh, it's just on the screen uh just a constant it was like hi hey hi and then it just zoomed into a message from mariah that said why are you so obsessed with me yeah. and then clunk, clunk, clunk. wow so obsessed with me i will say that just because i wasn't with you i will say that Teddy was loving life. He, we were having a good time, but there was these two gays next to me who I would say knew even more Mariah than I did. But like me and these two guys were kind of, we were on a different plane of like existence because we were so excited hearing like during Touch My Body, I genuinely, I actually held hands with a stranger because I told him that my favorite song is Touch My Body and they played it and he grabbed my hand and we were just like going, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> it was like genuinely magical. I will also say another guy in front of us just kept offering me and Teddy Poppers. So we really, another reason why I found it also transcendent is because I was just sniffing Poppers the whole time. Well, 
the crowd in general, people had traveled all over. Yeah. And it, there was a major, major Mariah fans around. Yes. There was a young guy beside me who was very drunk and doing poppers and he just fell over at one point. <laughs> and he said, he was like, look, she's just going to lip sync for life. That's all we want from her. Yeah. Uh, there was a woman beside me who claimed to be her biggest fan then drunkenly talked through the whole thing. So I had to move away from her. Perfect. I bumped into a guy who <laughs> I, I know I know. I don't know how I know him. Um, but we both said hi. And the whole concert, I was like, how do I know that guy? Did you ever get to the bottom of it? Nope. I think he used to go to Barry's when I would go to Barry's a lot. We were always in the same class. Right, right. A, a, gym, a gym acquaintance. Yes, exactly. I also saw one of my best outfits, I think, so, of all the Mariah kind of themed looks that people were doing. Mainly just Mariah merch. But the best one was that guy that was just in a full replica of the Heartbreaker video outfit. He was wearing the, oh, yeah. the baby blue hip hugger jeans and had a crocheted kind of crop top on. Mm. And just nothing else. He was, that was it. And I was like, yep, perfect. A lot of Mariah t-shirts, rainbows, all kinds of things. Yeah. We saw two celebrities. Yes. We saw Matt Rogers. Yes. And then we saw that guy from oh, the, oh, the fashion designer the fashion making designer. the cut. Yes, 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 yes. Whose name I don't remember. There was two, because the other fashion designer was with him as oh, well. Yes. They, they, they were on, he was on another show. I think he was on Project Runway. I okay. can't remember. Yeah, they, yeah, we saw them. Big celebrities. Big celebrities. Pride. But we weren't in the VIP area. No, as we were. As we were so rudely told by those gays that we walked past in those terrible shoes. And they were like, oh, the VIP entrance is actually that way, but I think you need to be going that way. Yeah. It's like, you F words. All right. What else was on that grassy, That grassy knoll that they were allowed to go into with like the, the other bar. Also, you never really had to wait for a drink at the bar. No. It anyway. Was, it was fine. Okay. So that was the first section. Then she went off stage and... Oh, there was a, a music interlude of TikToks because apparently Michael was telling me that her song It's a Rap, which is a song from like 2010, is used on TikTok. So she sang a song called It's a Rap I'd never heard. Yeah. Then she sang kind of My All. Mm-hmm. And it was, here's the thing. At the best of times, that is a near impossible song yeah. to sing. And she just, she she just improved her way through the beginning of My All. Yeah. Yeah, she wasn't doing the whole thing. No. I'd say we didn't hear a full song the whole time, did we? We only ever got one minute 45 of each song. I think we got... I think we got All of Touch My Body, actually. I think we got I All of Touch My Body and All of We Belong Together. Yes. Yeah, you're right. And and almost all of it's like that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to it. So in general, how much was... I was confused because there were backing singers... Mm. And she was singing some of it. But, yeah. But I couldn't work out what. There was, No, there was there was like a... She, yeah, because she wasn't... It was like a singing over over a vocal. But then also she was doing actual real ad-libs. But then there was also a voice that was yeah. not hers. <laughs> and there was a lot of turning around to the back of the stage. Yes. And, and, and lots of kind of the screens being turned off as well. Did you notice that? Well, the screens were being turned off when she went to drink her tea out of that sparkly right. flask. Right. They wouldn't show her drinking tea. Yeah. But also, there was a couple of times those screens went off when I was like, oh, I was just trying to see what was, okay, I see what's happening. Yeah. We're protecting. And she had that one, like, she's never been a big mover, but she had that one dancer who sort of led her around the yes. stage. Yeah. That's nice. It, it was kind of like the dancer was uh, like a, what's it, you know, emotional Escort. support pet. Yes. <laughs> yes. So that kind of situation. Absolutely. Okay. Then we had a section that, according to this, is all a medley of dream lover, heartbreaker, if you should ever be lonely in fantasy. See, this is why we, and we had, fa this is where we had fantasy and 
a heartbreaker again. Yeah, that's when it got confusing. That's when I kept being like, oh, when you walk by every day. I was like, what? It was very strange. Yeah. Meanwhile, the dancers, their vibe was as if there was like a show at the Epcot Center in 2002. Right. They had like long wooden sticks with sort of wings on them. Yes. Flutter around. So that then happened. She they went off stage again. Yeah. The first time she went off stage, she did change outfits. Yes. Well, the first time she went off, she said, I can't breathe in what I'm wearing, so I'm going to go and get changed, yeah. which I thought was funny. And then she came back in another sparkling fine. And then other times she went off stage. Well, for this, she came, then came back in a, a slightly odd car, like <laughs> yeah. a lit up car. Wearing I, forgot about gi- the, I forgot about the car. Wearing a giant tiara that was too big. And wasn't holding in her head. Yes. And then she went on a, then proceeded to go on a, a kind of a, a run of the same joke where she wanted to break up the crown and throw it into the crowd like in Mean Girls. Yeah. And she kept going back to it and trying to talk about it. And it just wasn't happening. Also, the way she went and put the crown on the piano, but it wouldn't sit upright. Yeah. And she didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> yeah. It kept falling over and she was, she was yammering on about Mean Girls. Yeah. She got all the characters' names right, which I thought was funny. She got them all wrong. Wrong and then corrected to right, which I loved. But oh, she, no, she said, got a caddy. Caddy. That was the whole point is she was called katie <laughs> uh so good it was the whole thing was so confusing yeah it really was but it was like the moments of of mainly touch my body i almost cried during touch my body i was so happy we'll get to it we then had a drag race interlude in the screens and she then put on a sparkly shawl in her five minute break off stage yep. she came back on she sang what, what it says here emotions snippet oh, very much so a real <laughs> snippet of emotions and then there was this club mix of emotions and anytime you need a friend where people came back on in stilts oh yes remember that yeah i think at this point i was deep into like the poppers and kind of screaming with my new friends about how much we love mariah you were kind of on stilts in a way (laughs) as well it really was and then this is where i think things finally took off we had it's like that and shake it off yeah she pretty much did the whole of it's like that. yeah that really got the got the the like the, the crowd going that i came, came to have a party <laughs> open up the bacardi oh bacardi, bacardi. <laughs> so strong but bacardi and orange yeah <laughs> so no <laughs> and then she'd shake it off she knew shake it off was gonna be a real cloud, yeah, crowd pleaser that really got me going and then she went in to touch my body oh. MC and the place to be. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. And then after touch my body in this in this wonderful section, she'd we belong together. Yep. Always welcome. Yeah. People love that as well. She then went off stage, couldn't tell you what changed, and then she came back on and she said that it's her first time performing this for a very long time, and she sang Rainbow. Oh yeah, and she basically went. It's the first time I've ever performed it, and I don't, I don't think I'm ever going to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> she literally was like, this is going to happen now and now only, and she did yeah. Rainbow. Couldn't uh, really tell you what that's, how that song went. I just heard a lot of like, hello, hello, Rainbow. And that was it. Yeah. <laughs> and then it just started lightly raining at the end of her set, didn't it? Did yes, you notice? It just a light bit of rain. I was like, well, Stratford's really delivering. Mariah Carey live in Stratford. What a baffling show. And then we walked a thousand miles so that we could get into uh, an uber but i did think it was good for us all just to decompress yeah we needed to yeah just walking the streets of chinatown pounding <laughs> the streets of chinatown every turn every corner you turn there was a gay yeah a gay holding their phone yeah like, screaming at another gay about getting an uber so that was it yeah. tried to go to the eagle couldn't get in came back to mine had a mcdonald's happy pride <laughs> only in the mcdonald's app. 
It was it was kind of what I expect. No, I would say it was a bit more shambolic than I expected. Yeah, I'd say so. But I, I the thing about Mariah, I guess, is this such good faith towards her yeah. that I felt like the people who weren't enjoying it didn't get it you know a lot of people were leaving throughout yeah people were like excuse me no we're actually leaving so don't mind us yeah going through the crowd there was quite a mass exodus during like during rainbow <laughs> yeah yeah i think people were just trying to beat the crowds trying, trying, trying to get, get to the metro yeah <laughs> could you get the last two poems yeah exactly <laughs> get the, got the central line out of here but now they've got the elizabeth line going through stratford it's great oh she's fine There's lots of transport links at stratford have you ever been at the o2 when transport has failed I've been at the OT where transport's working and it ain't, it ain't good. Ah. It's really, it's really stressful. So this brings me... You, sorry, really quick. Did you see the video of the, uh, th- that, that woman filming on the subway in New York and they, they're on like a pretty, in a pretty empty subway car and then it pulls into the station after a Taylor Swift concert? No. At like Madison Square Garden or whatever. And like you see them as they're coming down the platform. It's, it's just filled with white women in like taylor swift looks and these women on the, these black women on the subway they're like no 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 and then the doors just open and just these white women just stream out of them we're like Wah! it's really funny it's literally like a horror movie oh the swifties so that was our experience of mariah hey oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah i love mariah always will great music but i wanted to give an honest review as well yeah am i glad we went yeah Hundred percent. Was it good? No, but did I have one of the best times of my life? Yes. So this begs the question: <laughs> Was I drug add on poppers? Yes. This begs the question: Who is the UK equivalent of Mariah Carey? Hmm. I've got, I've got thoughts and an answer. Is it Shirley Bassey? Yes. Ding! Like a legend. Yep. A little a little deluded. Yep. Glitzy, glamorous. Not in their prime right now, yep. in their career prime. <laughs> Beloved. I could see Dame Shelley Bassey headlining at Stratford Pride in the in the gloom. Oh my God, doing history repeating itself. <laughs> exactly. Or that song, what was that song with Dizzy Rascal? Oh God, I can't remember. Okay, we won't even do it. But yeah, I mean, obviously Shirley Bassey isn't as big as Mariah. Mariah's a global, global star. But, but as we always say. As we always say, <laughs> the, the UK equivalent's often on a smaller scale, yeah. such as the island of the UK. Exactly. <laughs> My other options I was going to lead up to Shirley Bassey before the Shirley Bassey reveal were Annie Lennox. Uh-huh. I thought that was unfair, Annie. Yeah. Catherine Jenkins. <laughs> Not yet. Give her a few more years. And uh, this was actually, I had this already, but Teddy suggested last night, Leona Lewis. No, <laughs> how dare you? I know. But yet, but yes, but again, she needs more time. She needs more time in the oven to get yeah. to Mariah level. But Shirley Bassey. Yeah. I think it works. I'll, I'll take it. So the UK equivalent of Mariah Carey <laughs> is Shirley Bassey. You're welcome. <laughs> Right, thank you so much for oh. listening. Please rate and review us. Get in touch on Instagram, on email, all the things. And we will see you very soon for another episode. Ta-ta. You're welcome. Bye. You are right up my street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. Sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13. My name. I remember we couldn't remember the word for table.